sang this song since I was a kid and I don't remember the words. <laughs> if anyone deserves to be neutered, it's Barney. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies. I am your host, Travis, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the mohoost. <laughs> you are not going to let that joke die, are you? Come on. This is like the third week in a row. I have begged you not to use that joke anymore, but you just <laughs> keep persisting. Well, hey, I okay. Well, I've got a new one. Um, so you you're you're gonna go wear your new running shows. <sighs> Jesus. Okay. All right. Anyway, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Michael doesn't like to spell check. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I don't like the spell check. I know. It's it's a it's a thing where I see something and I tweet about it in, in frustration or disgust, like I did those shoes today. <laughs> and I don't check the I don't check the spelling of my tweet before I actually push push the tweet button, but. Anyway, uh, before we get started, I do want to give a shout out to the guys, uh, the wonderful lads at the uh, Kaiju Curry House podcast. We were just on with them the other night, and they are a crew of fantastic gentlemen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Had a blast talking to them. Uh, when the episode comes out, everyone will hear how just we just rambled on and on about all kinds of crazy kaiju stuff and and just it was so much fun i like to think that we brought a little bit of that kaiju weekly flavor uh across the pond to them and their listeners by kaiju weekly flavor do you mean yeti no no <laughs> it's not what i'm talking about no that is not what i'm talking about <laughs> Oh, the sweet yeti, <laughs> the sweet yeti flavor of Kaiju Weekly. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, oh! Before I forget, Travis, we have a, we have a very we have another, and this is probably the most important shout out that we should do before we get started. Travis, do you want to um, you want to shout out somebody before uh, we get into the episode? Yeah. So, um, because we're doing uh, our, our Kaiju Ramen magazine uh, thing, uh, the Kickstarter and everything, um, we got sent a message, and we talked about it. I think last week or week before, um, where we talked about this this. Um, this guy who reached out to us named Jeff, um, whose 11 year old son, uh, it listens to our podcast and loves our podcast. And so we want to give a big shout out. I didn't know their names at the time. Uh, but now I know their names. It's Jeff is the dad and Alex is, uh, is the listener. And so we want to give a big shout out to our favorite 11 year old listener, Alex. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> 
Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Jeff, for being uh, loyal listeners. Apparently, you've been listening to us for a while. And um, I think, like I said, when we did the episode with um, with Kyle from Tokyo Lives, if you still listen to the podcast and after, and list, after listening to all of our shenanigans, you know what you're going to get by now. So, I mean, kudos yeah. to you guys for sticking with us this long. Yep. Kudos to anybody for sticking us uh, sticking with us for this long. So, uh, <laughs> well, we need to go ahead and get into this episode. So this week's episode is going to be kind of condensed because we are recording it last minute because of some unforeseen circumstances that came up. So uh, we're not even going to put the BDBD in for the news. Whoa, 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 whoa. We have to do the beady beady. Well, I was going to say instead, instead, I was just going to sing the beady beady. No, we have to do the beady beady. Beady beady beady. We sang the beady beady last time. We see, yeah, we said, no, no, we we sang the beady beady last time with Kyle. So now we have to put the real beady beady in. So Travis, Travis, let's cue the beady beady. We'll cue the beady beady. All right. So uh, just a couple of bits of news that we're going to talk about uh, this week. There really wasn't much news uh, that happened in the world of giant monsters outside of a few you know, pretty significant things. Um, so we did get some cast and character de- details for Godzilla's singular point. Now, when they were revealed mm-hmm. online, they were, uh, of course, in Japanese and Right. They did not have an English translation, official translation, but they but some uh, fans, <clears throat> some Godzilla fans have actually put together some translated versions uh, of their descriptions. So looking at these descriptions for these characters, what is what are your thoughts on this? Has this changed your viewpoint on Singular Point or are you still excited for it? Not really. I'm pretty I'm still pretty excited, honestly. Um we've talked to several of our friends in the fandom and although the, although the conversation about singular point is pretty, pretty much like it's, I'd say 90% positive at this point. Uh, there are some people that are a little skeptical about it, <clears throat> Elijah. Um, and, but I will say that the weekend or weekday or week of whatever it comes out, I know I'll be binging it. I'm excited for it. I'm really excited to see some of the some more character designs. I know we got some um, we got some character sketches of the human characters and one that looks really oddly like Nick Adams. Do you think so? Oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, some people pointed that out even when uh, when the first images, um, like little preview images, came out. That that looks mm-hmm. a lot like Nick Adams. There's a, there's a lot of uh, characters in here that look like other people, including right. Lisa Nafziger, um, who's a great kaiju artist. I don't know if we've even mentioned her on this podcast. I'm sure we have because you've interviewed her on your. We have. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. interviewed uh, you've interviewed her on your podcast, so uh, we've mentioned her. But yeah, uh, the main character uh, looks a lot like uh, Lisa Nafziger, and so it's like uh, she's going to be everyone's uh, Godzilla waifu. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I can see the resemblance. Yeah, I'm looking at the images here now and uh, yeah, I can see it. Now, the thing that the thing that stood out to me with these character descriptions was the dog. 
because when we first got the first uh, little glimpses of this dog, a lot of people went nuts. A lot of people were just so enamored mm -hmm. by this dog. And now we've uh, found out that this is not an actual physical dog. This is actually a computer program. And that's really fascinating. Yeah, it is. Um, which that's, it's, you know, that's interesting. Uh, I, when I first saw the image, I thought it was a real dog, mm -hmm. but that's just me. Uh, but yeah, it seems like a really interesting concept that the, that the dog would be like VR or like virtual, like, I don't know, like, what are we saying? Like virtual reality? Was that what we're saying here? Or like a little robot dog or something, um, that, you know, pals around with our, uh, female protagonist. I'm assuming that's who I'm assuming that's who our, our main protagonist is going to be. Yeah. Uh, it could be, it could be totally different though, by the time we actually get the show. No, I, I think they, they did say who the main two main characters were that you're going to be following. And it's, and it's, um, and I can't remember their names. I don't have them in front of me right now, but the purple haired girl mm -hmm. and the, the like really light haired blonde or white haired uh, mm -hmm. guy mm -hmm. uh the two of them are the the main characters um yeah there's there's actually gotcha. two there's actually two computer programs uh so we've got the the dog and and of course mm -hmm. he's adorable there's another one that the the one of the other main characters has now someone brought up on twitter and i think this is really fascinating what if they use one of those uh, programs as like a, a, a and downloaded into Jet Jaguar. Interesting. Okay, so yeah, okay. Um, I would have I would have to see it sort of in action as it plays out. It's I don't know what something like that would look like in in real time. Like like oh, yeah. trying to wrap my head around the concept like that is is you're is not really an anime fan. <laughs> Uh, I'm not, I'm not. And I think, um, shout out to Travis or Travis, geez, <laughs> shout Alex out to me. Cornette. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you, Travis, uh, host of the Kaiju weekly podcast. Um, sh Alex of the monsters versus man podcast. Cause I was tweeting last night cause I was watching, uh, uh, power Rangers time force. And, um, he said, you should just, you should just watch more anime because I mentioned something about like, I'm not super enthused with, Time Force so far, I'm getting ready to enter the second half of the season. Uh, hopefully it gets better, but that we're not here to talk about Power Rangers yet. Um, <laughs> I just think it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept. And again, I, I, you're right. I'm not an anime fan. So this is probably something Travis that is, that is common or at least has happened prior in anime series. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stuff like this happens in, in, shows and anime and um so yeah this this wouldn't be that far-fetched for them to do something like this um i would be i, I would still be really interested to see it happen and so I, I that's why it just like stuck out to me when mm -hmm. someone on twitter said that so like oh man that's actually really cool um mm -hmm. but yeah we can we can go ahead and move on to the next bit of news so we're not going to we're not going to um dive in deep into it but Warner Brothers has had some backlash recently after the HBO Max. Uh, no, you don't say. Yeah. You don't say. Really? <laughs> I know. That, that happened? I would have never guessed that Warner Brothers and Legendary would have gotten backlash over something. Not, about not, not Legendary. 
Not legendary now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, because, I never would have imagined. Right. Because Warner Brothers uh, is the one who who you know pushed it to to HBO Max, and Legendary is one of the ones that is uh really upset by this because it's like we invested 70 percent of the money to make this film and now you're just going to throw it onto your streaming service where you get all of the profits from and we get nothing Mm -hmm. is that fair and now me and you and kyle when we when we were on the jurassic park episode we talked about how from a a consumer standpoint the idea of putting the choice back into the audience's hands on how they want to view the movies during a pandemic seemed like a good decision. Um, or at least it seemed, right. yeah, seemed, seemed like the best of a bad situation. I still stand by that. I still think that this decision that Warner brothers is making or has made about HBO max is the best of a bad situation because no one expected to be in the situation that we're in with COVID. However, I do completely understand why people are upset by this. I do understand why. Wow. I, I understand why the people who are upset are upset because it's like it's uh, we're the ones who worked on this stuff and we're not getting our residuals, our money. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm pr- I'm probably a little bit more on the other side of that argument where the more information we got on this the more it seemed like the Netflix deal was a better option simply because at least they would have, they would have made their money back or, you know, they would have gotten the money for it. Cause we did just, cause we, we just mentioned that if, you know, Warner brothers by put, by putting it on HBO max and Warner brothers is a distributor for HBO max. If I'm getting that correct. Am I getting that correct? No, uh, Warner brothers um, owns HBO max. Because okay. H- Warner HBO Brothers owns owned. HBO Max. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. That's that's where I'm getting it. Okay. So yeah, uh, I totally get where where you and me and Kyle were talking. It from a consumer standpoint, it it makes perfect sense, right? Mm-hmm. Give people the option for people that are too uh, too ca- too uh, afraid to get out and go to a theater. Give them the option to watch it at home because they're already paying for HBO Max. And like we mentioned, uh, come the time all these movies have to roll out, the HBO Max subscriptions are going to go through the roof. Just watch once this, at least in like like two weeks, when Christmas rolls around and Wonder Woman drops, HBO Max subscriptions are going to go through the roof. I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. And um, it is the best of a bad situation. I'm just... I'm just on the other side of it where I want legendary to make as much money from the deal as they possibly can, because if Godzilla versus Kong does well, then that means more monster verse, or at least mm-hmm. that puts more that ha- that allow that will allow Toho in because I'm just strictly speaking from our, from our genre, from our fandom, the Godzilla tokusatsu, uh, kaiju fandom that would allow toho in my opinion to have more confidence in legendary and maybe invest more money into producing more godzilla content through the legendary uh banner so but i mean it's a tough it's a tough one to navigate because 
On the other hand, yes, we are going through a pandemic, and I have said it before. I plan on going to the theater. I plan on taking my precautions. It's not going to be a choice everybody makes, but it's a choice that, that I'm personally going to make because I want to make sure that I'm supporting my local theaters and I'm supporting those local jobs here uh, where I live because I feel like that's an important thing to do. Yeah. Um, also, but, I don't want the theater in. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, but we also have to acknowledge that the number of COVID cases is increasing in the United States. Like, uh, like, and this, and that's where we are. Um, so mm. it, it it is something that is still a risk. But we mitigate risk every day, though. That's the thing. And I don't want to get into that discussion because that is a very nuanced discussion. But I'm just right. saying that in our in our day to day lives, we do mitigate risk. Anytime we get into a, into a car and go somewhere, we're still mid, we're we're still taking a risk. In, right. In yeah. Theory. But yeah, we, because there is a risk, people yeah. people don't ha really. If you don't feel comfortable taking the risk, don't do it. Like just stay home and and it's understandable. This is a this is a very re weird situation that no one expected the world to be in. And so no one can blame uh anyone else for the way they might react to it in the sense of like they may if they want to stay home if they want to isolate if they want to or if they want to take the risk and, and leave i don't think you can really just um can judge anyone on that because it is such a it's such a tough situation that we're in and so that's why i think warner brothers is kind of like doing what a company like we're talking about with the small businesses are doing it Big businesses are doing it. Everybody's doing it. We're just trying to get by in this awful situation. And I think Warner Brothers is trying to get by and keep their heads above water. Now, in the process of doing that, have they kind of short shafted and shortchanged the, uh, the little guys who work for them? Yes. Now, that's not necessarily that big of a revelation because, oh, a big, big billion dollar company has uh, shafted the little guy for their own benefit. Wow. Whoopee. Um, but at the same time, like, I understand why that still makes people angry. No, I no, I get it. I get I get where Legendary is coming from. And I think that I think that the people that worked on these films should get what's coming to them. Not, that sounds terrible. Let me back up. Should get paid for the work they did. Right. I really sincerely do. Mm -hmm. I think, and let me just, let me just say one last thing about the theater thing The me, you know, it is a, it is a choice that I personally will make. So, but I'm not going to say that I'm not going to shame somebody or, uh, say that you're a horrible person or whatever. If you don't want to go to the theater, if you don't feel, if you don't feel safe going to the theater, don't go to the theater. That is your choice. And I totally respect you for that. You have to do what's, what's best for you and your family. And that's, and again, we're in this weird situation. We don't, we're, we're, we're all trying to handle it the best way we can. And, and I think that's, I think Warner brothers m possibly had good intentions, Mm -hmm. But, but in 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 them trying to have good intentions and and them trying to be consumer focused, they did put the screws to the little guy. And I anticipate a lot of theater closings, like at least the major theaters, like the AMC's mm -hmm. and the um um. Oh shoot, give me another one. Um, uh, I know AMC's a huge theater. Cinemark. Um, not yeah, Cinemark and some others. 
that are really going to be hurt by this. And you're going to see a lot of, I think you're going to see, um, I think you're going to see a boom, honestly, in mom and pop, smaller theaters, like these, uh, um, more rural theaters, just kind of out in the middle of, out in the middle of nowhere, sort of where I live. You'll see a, you'll see people flocking to those, but the, these huge theaters that seat thousands of people or hundreds of people, um, they're going to take a huge hit. And I, and I'm, I don't know how I feel about that yet. I, I, cause I yeah. don't want the theater going experience to go away. I don't. And, and, and there is an argument that Warner brothers has kind of shot themselves in the foot because by kind of shortchanging all of these people, now you're isolating your, a lot of your, uh, big directors, your big actors your your uh investors your other studios who are partnering with you you're isolating a lot of them away from you or pushing a lot of them away from you and so is it going to have an impact on your business plan in the future i don't know if warner brothers is really thinking that far i think right now we're just like everybody is trying to get through we're we're trying to get through 2020 we're looking ahead to 2021 and from there we'll figure everything out afterwards And, and warner brothers has said that warner brothers has said we're we'll we'll we're going to try to find a way to work with everybody and make sure everybody gets paid uh, in 2021. We guarantee that after 2021, everybody will still have work and still be able to do everything. Now, how much that, you know, how much a big promise like that from a billion dollar company means, you know, that's a, that's a different story. Yeah. And they also said in that press release that it's going to be quote unquote temporary. And I don't, I am, very skeptical that it's going to be temporary. Right, 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 right. Now, I will say this, and I won't get into it because everyone who follows me on Twitter or anything knows that um, I have a a button that you can press that causes me to rant, and that button is labeled (laughs) with the name Christopher Nolan. Um, But one of the big people who was making the biggest stink and one of the loudest voices was Christopher Nolan. And I, I, again, I totally understand where like legendary and other companies are coming from and other people who, who rely on residuals and stuff are, are coming from and why this would make such a big impact on them. I have no sympathy and no empathy for Christopher Nolan, who owns multiple mansions and is this, you know, millionaire who has no sense of like oh oh my my income for the next year is impacted by covid well guess what chris like everyone's everyone's work is being impacted so what you're not special but also because he was such a he is such a a a big um uh, where movies have to be shown in theaters and and he ignored a lot of people who were saying like hey it might be it might still be too dangerous to put movies in theaters and this was you know before now this was back even when when covid was first first spreading and spreading so fast that uh people were warning him and he's like no no i don't care i, I want it, it deserves to be in theaters it needs to go in theaters and it's like dude like i th- i think yeah, your movies are good, but if no one is alive to see your movies because they all have COVID or caught COVID, uh, your bottom line's still going to be affected. That's a little bit, though. That's a little bit hyperbolic. Uh, it is. Whole, it, like every, 
it is, but I, I, but I, you get the point though. It's like, you know, if I get the point. Yeah. So I think, I think he is just a very loud person because he does it. He's not getting his way. And so he's stomping Mm -hmm. his feet and he, he makes a few good points, but at the same time, just go cry in your five story mansion in California because well you, Travis we just lost one listener because you know Christopher Nolan listens to this show absolutely I, he shouldn't uh, <laughs> 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 all right uh, okay all right. put the put the soapbox away Travis yeah so away. Uh, moving on to the next bit of news I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about this because we've already spent way more time than I expected talking about the last bit of news but we did get sure. some three we get we got three seconds of footage from Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> thought the trailer was going to drop because we had that um uh, I forget what it's called but the the big uh, Warner Brothers kind of movie thing that they were doing. CCXP is that it? Yeah, it's something from, like it's that. It's in Barcelona. It's, yeah, it's not in it's not in the United States. It's in Barcelona, I believe. Right, right, right. Yeah, cuz uh it's no, is it Barcelona or Buenos Aires? You said Buenos Aires. Buen, uh, it's it. Buenos. Yeah, it's that one. Venice, yeah, Buenos yeah. Aires. There so, we go. Words are hard for some So last year at the CCXP or whatever it's called, um, we got, uh, that's where we got the footage from GVK, Godzilla vs. Kong, of the uh, big, the ship, the big ship that they were both standing right. on. And that, you know, was of course the big, the big boat that was uh, heard across the internet because everyone had something to say about it. Uh, now we've had the, the, the collar incident um, because now with three, three more seconds of footage, it's three seconds of footage. Now I, I, and, and I, I am not in any way judging the the youtubers the podcasters and stuff who want to break down three seconds of footage for an hour and a half like more power to right. you if that's what you want to do you're not hurting anybody Look, if, if they can it. milk if they can milk 45 minutes to an hour's worth of content out of three seconds then god bless you because i don't think i could do it yeah yeah um so i don't want to talk about this three seconds of footage because we don't get very much we see a collar on kong and it may and it's at that point it's just speculation on what it what it means what it is who knows um well we okay so to be fair okay to be fair we need to spend at least three minutes talking about these three seconds uh, because it would be a it would be sort of an injustice it would travis it would be sort of an injustice to not at least talk about it for just a few minutes okay okay Um, okay okay so here's my take on it there is a fan theory out there I know of that says that Kong is going to be mind controlled to fight Godzilla, which actually kind of makes sense. But, but here's the thing about the collar. I don't think that that is a mind control device. I think that they used whatever, um, gigantic aircraft carrier to transport Kong from the Island to wherever he ends up, possibly like Sanford, not, I don't know, like San Francisco, Hawaii, something. Um, And as per any other King Kong movie, he breaks free of his shackles and his chains to fight the man. This time the man is 
happens to be a giant fire-breathing armored dinosaur better known as Godzilla. Okay, so that's my theory. I think it's I I don't think the collar really means a whole lot. I think it's just on him because they needed something to strap him down with. Um and it's probably easier to get a collar around Kong than it is Godzilla because that boy's neck is thick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and you know, and, and it very well could be just a tracking collar just to keep track of, of could Kong. Be. Um, yeah, could I very, could very well be. Yeah. I The only thing from this footage that I really have anything to say is that uh, Beardy Kong is confirmed. Not as Beardy? Yeah, not as, not beardy. as beardy. Not as beardy as I was hoping for. I, I, you know, like when when I heard when we first, and trust me, I mean everybody who's listened long enough to this podcast knows how excited me and Steven were when we heard about Kong having a beard. Uh, it's like, yeah, we want beardy Kong. Beardy Kong was cool, and it was confirmed that Kong would have a beard. And then we see this this look of Kong, and he's like, eh? it's more like a goatee than it is a beard. It's like a little baby beard, right? It's not a mm-hmm. full on manly, like it's not a full on lumberjack beard like I was hoping for, but it's, you know, it's there. He's got some peach fuzz, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, he kind of looks the same as in 2017, except mm-hmm. a little wider in the shoulders. But, you know, yeah. there's not a whole lot you can get from three seconds. I'm not trying to break down three seconds and turn it into an entire podcast, but, you know, I'm happy kinda with what we got it's enough to make the fan base go crazy enough to talk about it some more until we get an official trailer which which if uh kyle's prediction uh proves true we actually might get a full trailer on christmas during wonder woman 84 yeah yeah that's that's what the that's what the going theory is right now um but then i mean we've also been saying that for two years now um that we were going to get a trailer yeah but that's it's <laughs> you know different times it was different times like here's what and here's what i said on that episode i remember mentioning this legend at the end of all this either warner brothers and legendary are going to look like geniuses or they're all going to look like jack russell terriers um so, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully we get a trailer on Christmas. That would be a fantastic Christmas gift, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But again, we'll just have to wait and see. Yep, yep. That's the that's the name of the game when it comes to Godzilla versus Kong. Wait and see. Also, Godzilla appears to be a little bit spikier, uh, which kind of makes sense because in the Aftershock comic, anytime something very traumatic happens to Godzilla, it seems like when he is skin uh, kind of re- when he goes into like repair recovery mode, he grows new spikes and appendages or well, not appendages, but spikes. Mm-hmm. So sort of similar to what happened from 2014 to 2019. And then his battle with Ghidorah, it would make sense that his wounds would scab over with gigantic spikes. And so, yeah, spiky Godzilla. There we go. Yep. Yep. More spikies, more spikies. Um, yeah, so that's I think that's going to be it for the news this week. Like I said, this is we're trying to make this a more condensed episode. Um, so now we had a plan to review a movie this week. That plan uh, went bye bye. And so uh, the trivia question that we asked last week, uh, we did get a lot of uh, answers for. And I'm just going to do a quick shout out to Elijah, Jimmy from NASA, Joe Jira, uh, Giant Monster BS. Kaiju Kim, Chris Deggle, and Nathan Marchand, um, all for sending in 
answers to the trivia questions uh, to the trivia question. But uh, I'm going to save these trivia uh, questions or these answers to the trivia question for when we do eventually come back and review this movie because I do want to review this movie at some point. But it's just that we had to uh, reshuffle some things. So uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. stuff happens. Life, life stuff happens. You know, it's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. So. Instead of reviewing a movie, I wanted to bring back an old format that we haven't done on this podcast since way on back when me and Steven were still hosting it uh, together that uh, I really have been excited to bring back at some point. And I've just been looking for the right opportunity to. And that is best and worst. And so I want to talk about because we're in Dino December for our podcast. This is Dino uh-huh. December. Let's talk about some of the best and worst dinosaur movies that we can think of and that we've seen okay so um okay so let's 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 get let's get the 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 elephant in a room the elephant in the room out of the way and just say that carnosaur is hands down the best dinosaur Ah, movie ah, ah. in existence today Um, it is a it is a masterpiece that deserves more credit than than it gets online um i just don't understand why people like to hate on carnosaur because it is such and especially carnosaur 2 because both of those films just they just deserve so much better so much better I really am looking forward to covering them on this podcast because I haven't seen them. I know you are in so long. A woman gives birth to a dinosaur. What? Uh, what? Oh. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the funny story about Carnosaur for me is so I, I talked about it when we were doing our Jurassic Park. Um, episode that uh at the time the jurassic park came out my grandmother was very scared for me to go see the movie because she thought that it would be too scary for me it would be too frightening uh because i was Mm -hmm. only three years old when jurassic park came out uh and of course i loved jurassic park and loved the dinosaurs and so i became obsessed with dinosaurs so then when carnosaur right uh, was out on vhs it was like ah yeah sure whatever you know more dinosaurs it's like um Grandma, that was the movie you should have been monitoring and watching. <laughs> it was just right. like, like, oh, it's more dinosaurs. And so I watched it. And of course, nobody else watched it because nobody else in my family loves dinosaurs. And so I watched it by myself. And, right. and yeah, so I haven't seen that movie since I was young and way too young to actually see that movie. <laughs> but uh, right. It was one of those. It was one of those movies that when you're growing up and it comes on like it one like 12 o'clock one o'clock at night one o'clock in the morning and you're trying to you're trying to pretend like you're asleep so your mom doesn't hear you and but you turn on that movie because you're like ooh, we're gonna watch this movie that's supposed to be super uh violent or whatever and you're like ooh, this is this is really weird and i don't know if i like this <laughs> and you rewatch and you rewatch it as an adult and you realize no i don't like this at all this yeah. is this is not good yeah yeah <laughs> yeah oh man i cannot wait to cover it um so yeah yeah so so now carnosaur is out of the way let's talk about okay let's talk about um let's see uh 
going going for best going for best let's talk about best? Oh. disney's dinosaur <gasps> oh yeah that was such a good movie it really that was, was such a good movie <clears throat> and like i would put that movie on par with even one of my favorites which is uh land before time because mm-hmm. i loved land before time growing oh, up oh yeah like that oh, movie yeah. it takes you on it takes you on an emotional roller coaster land before time does mm-hmm. um and so does and and so does dinosaur from disney i mean that was a that was a really good movie i'm glad you brought that up because i forgot that one even existed yeah well and here's the thing we talked about with jurassic park how jurassic park was really the first time that you felt Mm -hmm. like dinosaurs were real like you could actually see real dinosaurs on screen and this movie in 2000 was really the first time that Mm -hmm. you felt like not only were there dinosaurs that looked realistic but also they had personalities and they could talk and so up until that point you know the the only time you would see that is in animated form so i think this movie is a very important movie when it comes to dinosaur you know the dinosaur dinosaur genre and i think it's really good i I, I, like you said i think it's really a well-made movie that actually makes me want to go watch it now because I remember that one being really good, like surprisingly good because mm-hmm. I, when that movie came out, I was a little bit older. Um, I'll have to, I don't even remember what year that thing, that thing came out. I just remember all the toys at McDonald's, honestly. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But I remember, I remember watching it and I'm thinking to myself, this is a really good movie for what is supposed to be a kid's movie. Yeah. Right. Because it's, it's actually, it's sophisticated. It's pretty sophisticated CGI. You really felt like dinosaurs were real, similar to what we got similar to what we'd had, you know, uh, up to that point, uh, with Jurassic park and some others. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a, like, I just, I just really want to go back and watch that movie now because I remember enjoying dinosaur a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you have a best or worst? Do you want to, you want to uh, hop over to the worst? <laughs> Uh, okay. So obviously Carnosaur was on my list. That was a, that was a joke at the beginning. Carnosaur <laughs> is, is no, ca- really? Carnosaur, Carnosaur is, it, it deserves every bit of recognition it gets as far as trash films go. Right. There we go. And that, that, and you know, that is definitely a trashy movie. Um, but one movie, and I watched this one recently because of our friends at Tokyo Lives, and I watched it and I laughed my rear off uh, the whole time because it is just so ridiculous. And that is Planet of the Dinosaurs. Oh yeah, have you seen? Have you seen that one? Yes, absolutely. The nineteen seventy seven uh, movie. Yes, yeah. This one, I watched this one as a kid. Like this is another one that just because uh, I was a dinosaur kid, so I loved uh, yeah. watching this. So yeah, I I have seen this one. I've seen the 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 movie itself and the Rift Tracks version of the movie, which is also oh yes, there is a Rift Tracks version. Yes, I remember that. Now is hilarious. It is just so ridiculous. <laughs> It's just so ridiculous. And if for anyone who's not familiar, the basic the basic plot line is this crew, this um, this this spaceship full of people crash lands on a planet similar to Earth. 
that just so happens to be full of dinosaurs. And so the whole time they're, they're stranded there and it's sort of a, it's sort of a mysterious island. They want to, they try to make it like mysterious island type thing because mm-hmm. they're stranded there. They can't leave. Uh, they can, obviously can't just rebuild their rocket ship to go and leave the the planet, but they're being pursued by these dinosaurs, specifically a very classic, which this is actually a bright spot of the film. The, the, uh, the, uh, the stop motion dinosaurs actually looked pretty good. Mm. I remember like the T-Rex looking, looking pretty good too. Like, you know, but it was definitely an older style Tyrannosaur where it was more upright. It was not the sort of the more uh, scientifically accurate T-Rex that we get today. It was a very classic sort of resembled the T-Rex from King Kong, actually mm-hmm. uh, King Kong 33. Yeah, but it is such a weird. It is such a weird movie. It is a schlock film for sure. Uh, and by and and you'll and if you go back and watch it, you will see what we mean. Um, I don't know if I would let children watch it. Maybe if you're like thirteen, fourteen, and above, possibly. But anything younger than that, maybe not. Like I don't think. I'm trying to remember it. I'm trying to remember in detail now. Like I'm trying to think if there's uh, like any nudity or anything. No, like no, there's none, none of that. None of that. Um, yeah. I am not the best judge on what is and isn't good for kids to watch. Because like I said, I watched Carnosaur as a kid and my dad let me watch things like. Oh, I'm terrible uh, at it too. Yeah. My, my dad let me watch John Carpenter's The Thing when I was like six. So, you know, like I, I, I've seen movies and, and really gruesome movies and really um, horror, scary movies uh, when I was way too young to watch them. Um, so, yeah, I'm not the best judge <laughs> on that. But, yeah, I do like Planet of the Dinosaurs. I think it's great. I, I watched it not too long ago myself, so I know it's still I mean, it doesn't hold up, but it is fun to watch. Um. Let's now I'm going to ask you about this one because I haven't seen this one, but I think you saw it and it's on a mm. wor- it's on it's on a lot of people's worst list. Uh, Velocipaster. Mm. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And I oh, I just realized that I kind of made a I kind of made a, a an inadvertent joke there. So, oh, sweet Jesus. Uh-huh. Velocipaster. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but I'm uh cue the cue the uh cue the rim shot but um anyway um oh velocipaster velocipaster okay so velocipaster is one of those movies that is best enjoyed with an alcoholic beverage (laughs) because if you try to watch it straight if you try to watch it sober you're going to be yelling at the screen the whole time (laughs) because it is just so ridiculous. It is so ridiculous and it is so terrible that I would venture to say that the giant claw is a better movie (laughs) than Velocipaster. In fact, I would watch a Christmas day marathon of the giant of just nothing but the giant claw and Carnosaur before I would watch Velocipaster again. Wow. Wow. That's that's uh high praise. Um I know that uh Gargantucast, Chris Chris over Gargantucast, they had um the director 
of that movie on their podcast. And, and they did. Yeah. That was an interesting discussion from what I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know there's been a couple, there's been a couple of other podcasts um, uh, who have reviewed it and who have actually given it uh, better scores than what I would be willing to give it. But, you know, it's a movie. It's not for everybody. I mean, it, it's a movie. It has moving pictures. Um, <laughs> there's definitely a, a beginning, middle and end. Um, thank God. But, um, yeah, if you're okay. So if, if your thing is watching really cringy, like cringe inducing films, right. Mm-hmm. If that is your thing, go watch Velocipaster cause you are going to be cringing the whole time. When you watch that one. <laughs> oh man, that's great. That's great. So, uh, I want to throw one out there. Now we are a giant monster podcast and, and we're talking about dinosaurs, which I count, I count close enough to giant monsters that they count. Um, they are the original Kaiju. Uh, so, Mm -hmm. but there is a movie that is a dinosaur movie, but might not count as Kaiju so much. And that is Mm -hmm. pre hysteria. Yeah. Okay. So prehysteria was a lot of fun. And I watched that one a lot growing up because it used to be on the old Disney channel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if I'm remembering, I, I granted, I've not seen this movie in a very, in a very, very long time. So I'm trying to remember the plot. Uh, if I'm remembering, if I'm remembering correctly, it, this, this, ch- this kid, this adolescent, uh, kid finds a box in his attic or somewhere. And it's full of dinosaurs. Or yeah, something um, to that so nature. The kid, the kid finds uh, dinosaur eggs, and I think that in the first one they actually right. find them in a cave, and then uh, they've made sequels to this. So you might actually be thinking of one of the sequels. Um, oh, maybe, maybe. This I I really love this movie. It's so cute, and it's so I don't know if it holds up because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But it was so cute as a kid, you know, and and the little baby dinosaurs and and them having fun, uh, and just and the puppetry, the puppetry in it is really good for these little baby dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely! I remember the T Rex being my favorite because, like, all these dinosaurs. And I don't remember because I, I, what I remember about prehysteria is they're they all look like adult full size dinosaurs, but they're super small, like babies. Right. Like we're supposed to believe that they're they're babies, right? Right. But they all look like they all just look like um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, honestly. But they all look like they're adult forms, but they're small, just miniature, which is kind of yeah. weird miniature there we go there's the word okay there's the there's the word that i was looking for um but yeah i remember watching this film growing up i remember it was on all the time on the old disney channel back when disney back when the disney channel was actually good (laughs) um uh and i remember loving it like i did i think i even have this on vhs somewhere at my parents house it's not here like i didn't bring all my vhs's here when we moved but um i do have some and i but i don't think that one is here Okay, well, let's talk about, um, so let, let's hop back over to, now, I, I'm going to put this in the worst category, but I don't feel like it's necessarily okay. the worst. I think it's just mm-hmm. weird. And that is <laughs> Theodore Rex. 
Okay, so that is this is this is sort of out of my territory because I don't think I've ever watched Theodore Rex. Oh man, we have got to watch Theodore Rex for the podcast. Uh, it is the far flung future of like two thousand and something, and the mm-hmm. and a scientist <laughs> has brought dinosaurs back to life, you know, Jurassic Park style. Mm-hmm. But instead of being Jurassic right. Park monsters, they are uh, Jim Henson puppets that talk and walk and dance and dress like humans. <laughs> really okay it sounds similar to another movie you and i talked now this is a movie you and i talked about um before like mm-hmm. journey to dinosaur city adventures adventures no adventures in Dino- yeah. yeah adventures in dinosaur city that's what it is yeah. it sort of reminds you a little bit of that kind yeah. of yeah yeah it but it's probably same, not even that at all it's in the same like time period and it was that same yeah it, it is very similar um, but the thing about Theodore Rex is, uh, and you want to talk about a movie that has like an identity crisis. Oh man, Theodore mm-hmm. Rex has an identity crisis because it is a cyberpunk futuristic, uh, thriller crime drama. With, Interesting. Okay. With comedic Whoopi Goldberg as, you know, comedy actor or actually, well, she's, she's a uh-huh. serious actress too, but, but she really dialed up the right. comedy in this one uh playing against a giant jim henson talking dinosaur puppet in tennis shoes it is such a weird movie it's so weird and i i'm looking at the i'm yeah. looking at the poster <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's weird <laughs> It's weird. I won't. I don't want to say it's bad because it, I don't know if it's bad. It's just weird because you have to wrap your. You have to understand a movie to judge whether it's good or bad. And I don't understand Theodore Rex. I don't understand what's happening here. Like most of the time, this like the stuff that's going on in this movie is just like I don't even know. There's like butterflies that explode. There's ninjas. There's it's cyberpunk future. It's oh man, it's just so ridiculous. It's uh, and, and and I'm kind of fascinated by it <laughs> because it's so weird. It does sound right up your alley, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's absolutely because it's so weird, and I love weird things. <laughs> so um, yeah. Okay. Do, do so you have any? Let me. Let me. I do. I have, I have a few more that I wanted to throw out there as far as my good, like the best, like they're not quite, okay. I won't say they're the best, but they are really good. And this is one that we will eventually cover because I, because so I don't want to go too deep into it here, but we will eventually cover the Valley of Guanji. Oh yeah. Which, which is a, which is a movie from my, not only it's it's from my childhood, so I have nostalgia for it, but it's actually a really good movie. It's the it's 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 everything you would want in a fantasy film or in a fantasy adventure film. You've got dinosaurs, you've got cowboys, you've got decent characters, you've got a dinosaur rampaging through a, a, a city. Um, you've got pretty much everything that you need there for a for a fun movie that would make your eight year old self smile. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a work of art from one of our favorite filmmakers. Well, one of our favorite special effects directors, uh, Ray Harryhausen. And you got, if you get, if you guys have listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that we stand 
Harryhausen to mm-hmm. death. So we love Harryhausen. Harryhausen in our eyes can do no wrong. Just throwing this out there. He is a he was a brilliant, brilliant man and is sorely missed. And Valley of Guanji is one of his best movies to date. And, and I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, like you said, we are going to cover that at some point because because we, we're still going through all of the Harryhausen uh, films. So I definitely want to cover that right. at some point. But on the flip side of that, I have to throw this into sort of the worst category simply because it's 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 cheesy, but in a good way. Oh, but it's like what I think you're going to say. It's it's cheesy, but in a good way. But it's like it's it's weird. Um, and that is I, I do not remember what year this is from. I want to say it's from the 70s, maybe early 80s. But it is the co-production from Subaraya and God, the American company. Es- escapes yeah, me. yeah. Uh, I, I, Nathan would know. <laughs> yeah, Nathan would know. It is called The Last Dinosaur. Yeah. Travis, have you seen that movie? I have seen parts of it. I've never seen it all the way through. I have been saving it for this podcast. <laughs> Right. I think we were actually going to cover it this month, but it got bumped for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we were all on, we were sort of on the fence of what we wanted to cover in for Dino December. So we will definitely cover the last dinosaur. That's, that is for certain, but okay. So for, for fans of Tokusatsu, it is a Tokusatsu Tyrannosaurus, a Tokusatsu Stegosaurus. They do battle. It's a pretty good battle. Uh, but the whole concept behind that movie is, Hunter that the that these people drill into the earth to an an uncharted or like does I can't remember does is it the earth's it's not the earth's core but it's like a layer of the earth where everything right. is is prehistoric and everything right. is just sort of been caps in it's like a big time capsule yeah and like so the they earth. go there yeah they go there to hunt this this last dinosaur this last remaining dinosaur. Um, and honestly, the most rememberable, the most, uh, memorable thing about that movie is the, is the theme song. Honestly. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the last dinosaur or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely not as, it's definitely not as, um, memorable as Denver, the last dinosaur from the early nineties. Oh, no, yeah. when was that? Like, it was like yeah. Eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Late 80s, early 90s, can't and you can't forget about. And I, I promised myself I would mention this. If anyone's familiar with dinosaurs, oh, yeah, uh, I know you mentioned you're familiar with dinosaurs, but you're more familiar, with, I think, with you said with the toys than the television right. show, right? But the television show is amazing. It's basically, it's basically alien dinosaurs that can talk. Um, yeah. So you've got, it's sort of, it's kind of like Transformers because you've got the predators on one side and the herbivores on one side and they're always in conflict mm-hmm. and it's actually, just look it up on YouTube. It's fantastic. Um, uh, dinosaurs. It should be easy to find if you go look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something it's, it's that, it's that period where they had a toy concept and then they just threw together a, a quick and easy uh, cartoon to sell the toys and they were just really high concept very low budget 
uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> animated show. So it was so great. You know, He-Man came from that. So it's great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember who made dinosaurs. I want to say Hanna-Barbera, but I'm not 100% mm, sure. I don't think one. it was Hanna-Barbera, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it, yeah. It's in that same vein of, of, of uh, cartoon shows that came out in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, just a lot of fun. A lot of fun, a lot of nostalgia for that kind of stuff. So, Travis, what other, what really terrible dinosaur movie do you have on your list? Well, I, I don't, I don't have it on my list, but I want to finish off mm-hmm. our discussion and, and we can kind of, you know, go ahead and finish mm-hmm. off the discussion on this. Sure, that's fine. So, everyone knows now your stance on Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so I want to know, is Barney a kaiju? No. <laughs> Barney is not a kaiju either. Like, I'm sorry. Barney is not, Barney is not a kaiju. I, 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 no, no. Barney is just a dinosaur. He is just a dinosaur. I not a, just a dinosaur. He is a stuffed dinosaur toy that comes to life. And entertains children. No, Travis. No, Barney is not a kaiju. We're not going down this road. No, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. I don't care. I know I sound like a huge gatekeeper right now, but no, we are not going down this road. I have to, I have to, I have to bring some integrity back to Kaiju Weekly. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we we're, we're the most uh we're we're the podcast with the most integrity. <laughs> oh man. Right. <laughs> well, we definitely have a lot more movies that we didn't talk about. And that's fine. We just wanted to kind of give like a sampling. But I know last episode we covered uh Jurassic Park with Kyle and we talked a lot about Jurassic Park, but we really didn't cover a ton of I don't feel like we covered a ton about like the franchise as a whole because that is a franchise that has gone on full oh, since nineteen ninety three. There's always been there's been it's it's ingrained in pop culture. I mean for Christ's sake, I'm sitting here drinking my uh Coke Zero out of a Jurassic Park koozie, uh, which seemed appropriate for this recording. So mm-hmm. I mean like I don't even know like I don't even know where to start with Jurassic Park. Obviously, it is the best of the best in this franchise aside from some of the aside from some of the Harryhausen's films. Mm-hmm. Um everyone knows Jurassic Park, everyone loves Jurassic Park. I love Jurassic Park. The only Jurassic Park that I don't actually like is Jurassic Park 3, but we won't get into that. Alan um, and Alan. Did, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, Alan. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, go watch Jurassic Park three. It's, it's, it's not good, but it's not terrible. Um, and then, you know, sort of, yeah, I mean, I can see that the, the Spinosaurus was a lot of fun. I I like that design. I was really disappointed when the Spinosaurus killed the, killed the T-Rex though. That was, that was really disappointing. Anyway, um, so from Jurassic Park, we got things like The Lost World, and then we've got uh, Jurassic World, the newest series that's out now. And then we've got things like uh, Camp Cretaceous, which is on Netflix, which is a fantastic animated series. If you haven't watched it yet, please go watch Camp Cretaceous. Which, I had a lot of fun with it. 
which actually is a bit of news that we didn't cover. They did announce that uh, January 22nd is when new episodes are going to drop uh, for that. So I forgot to put that in the Ooh, show notes. Nice. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. Have you watched Camp Cretaceous? Not yet. Not yet. I've I've seen, you know, like the trailers and the clips and stuff from it, but I have not actually sat down and watched it yet. So, yeah, w- there's a lot of movies that we didn't cover. Um, Jurassic Park franchise, definitely. And, and a big reason for that is because I do want to come back to them. Uh, one, I do want to give just a real quick mention of uh, we were talking about the Harryhausen films. One million uh, B.C., I think is what it's called. Um, oh yes 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 not necessarily one of harryhausen's best uh works in in special effects and not one of the films that is is in the best in his filmography but i have such a huge crush on raquel welsh that i just i I was gonna say two words yeah two words raquel welsh uh that yeah yeah that is that is definitely uh yeah I love that movie. I, so so that, that's why I, I, ha- I love that movie is mainly because of Raquel Welsh. But yeah, so there's plenty of movies out there that we didn't mention. So if anyone wants to send us what you think is the best and worst dinosaur movies, you can do that by sending it to us either on Twitter at Kaiju Weekly or through our email, kaijuweekly at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. so so let's uh, we're going to go ahead and finish off this episode um, with the trivia question that's hinting at what movie we're going to cover next week. So the trivia question for next week is the director of 1958's The Blob also directed what dinosaur movie in 1960? So this is going to close out Dino December because we're going to be taking a two week break after this. So this is going to be our last episode of the year that next week's episode is going to be the last one of the year i'm looking forward to uh next week's episode i yeah Mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot of fun this is gonna this is also going to be another one that i used to watch all the time as a child Mm -hmm. and i really hope i really hope that it holds up to my expectations if it doesn't i'm still probably going to have fun with it yeah yeah i'm i'm hoping i have fun with it even if it doesn't live up to my nostalgia (laughs) but uh yeah so everybody make sure you come back for next week's episode and we're sorry that this episode is kind of streamlined i'm sure probably most people are happy for that because our episodes have been ballooned out so much but uh but yeah we really tried to condense this one down because we are in a time crunch so I'm going to close out this episode by saying thank you to everyone for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Kaiju Weekly and at Kaiju Groupie Pod on Twitter. All the links to our social media as well as for the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group are in the description of this episode. Uh, You can send questions, comments, or answers to trivia questions to our email, kaijuweekly at gmail.com. And all that sounds fantastic, Travis, but one thing that they can do to help out the show is by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star review criticize us all you want in the comments but as long as you make it five stars worth we promise we will read that feedback on a future episode and what that's going to do is that's going to help put this show in front of other kaiju and tokusatsu fans just like you yep and you can also visit kaiju ramen to check out the magazine that we are putting together the kickstarter is still going till the end of this month and we are uh, we're well overfunded you know like we we've definitely crossed our goal but every bit of money that we get 
uh, over the goal is going to be reinvested back into doing future issues and working with uh, wonderful creators within the Kaiju community. So uh, if you guys want to know more yeah. about that, if you haven't heard about it, or if you want to uh, go support us on Kickstarter, go to kaijuramenmagazine.com and uh you, there's also a link there that you can click on. They'll take you to the Kickstarter. And yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And so to uh, close out this episode, we're going to say help control the dinosaur population. Have your Barneys spayed or neutered. I love you. You love me. Yeah, I have a sang this song since I was a kid and I don't remember the words. <laughs> if anyone deserves to be neutered, it's Barney. <laughs> that needs to be the cold open. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>